1: It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
0: It's Monday, June 27th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. You said something first thing this morning that caught me off guard. What are you doing later this week, Shauna? Snowboarding. You're going snowboarding? Yes. I'll remind you that it is June 27th, 2022.
2: Well, this is awesome. So Sunshine announced a couple days ago, they said, we're thinking we're going to try and open for Canada Day. And i read that and i was like i'm sorry what but they're so high up and they've gotten so much snow and they had so much snow in the whole winter that they are like we can open for five days wow. with all the snow that we have left so over." so you
0: could snowboard in alberta on yes. canada day
2: yeah so they're opening tomorrow Has that ever happened uh yeah the last time it happened was apparently back in either 1991 or 1992. okay so this is the first time in many Basically of our my listeners lifetime, lifetimes yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they are opening it up for, yeah, starting tomorrow for five days. They said they're hoping for five days. Again, they're not making snow. So it's basically Mm -hmm. as, as long as that snow is there, they will open, uh, for those five days. (laughs) that will be wild. Oh my God. I would love, love to do that. I've seen, so in the States, they do this on July 4th, they will open, um, a a few of the resorts that are up high enough and just for the day. And I was like... Last year, I actually saw this and was like considering flying out somewhere there just to be able to do that So like that seems so cool and now it's happening here. Very cool. So yeah,
0: well, I hope it works out I hope that's fun. Yeah, I'm going a uh, hike, doing do an overnight hike with my buddies on Wednesday And I'm hoping that that doesn't mean that it's gonna be snow covered where we're going I don't think it's quite as high as as uh, sunshine. So no, hopefully not um, I'm sure it won't be This past weekend, we went, we were camping, uh, did a family camping trip in Dinosaur Provincial Park. And I don't know if you've ever been through there. It's in the Badlands. And that place is so
2: cool. I've only passed by it or like seen it from afar. I've not been there and it looks so awesome.
0: Yeah, like it's full on Badlands and it's like, it doesn't feel like you're in Alberta. Because there's like, there's snakes and scorpions and stuff. We didn't see any, but it feels like you're on another planet or like you're in... You know Utah or Arizona or something. It was so cool.
2: To me, it looks like it uh, truly looks like where the dinosaurs roamed. Like you look at it and you're like, a brontosaurus should walk by me right now, and (laughs) I wouldn't be shocked. Like
0: yeah. So we just like spent the weekend like climbing the hills there and exploring. It was you know there's the Red Deer River runs through there, and there are these cottonwood trees along it that are hundreds of years old. Like these enormous, gnarled looking trees. It was yeah. It was just really really cool. It's kind of like. My buddy made the point that you know people from alberta don 't really seem to to even kind of know that it 's there right, because everyone goes to the mountains, the yeah. mountains are right there. the mountains are awesome, but this was different, and it was super cool that 's awesome, so we had a blast um, didn 't talk much about that on the show today uh, We got Buck and Dan making an appearance, the best sports to watch in person a product that you can buy for your downstairs maybe you didn 't know about an etymology we 're going to Make lifeguards sexy, because there's yes. a lifeguard shortage right now. Talk a bit about this single-use plastics ban. We have more details on that now from the federal government. The goat of summer toys. First, you're out of context clip of the show.
1: <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> is. Yeah. You
2: know where you are.
1: You know. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
2: Why do kids get off at 3 p.m. from school when parents work until 5? Like I, Good I, got, question. I got thinking about this re- recently and I was like, that seems really bizarre that this is how it works, right? Because, I mean, we've had the 9 to 5 workday for quite some time, but school ending at 3 makes it really tough for parents. Because then you always have to arrange for, you know, somebody to look after your kids from 3 to 5 or the, the after school program or whatever. It was like, you'd <laughs> think that they'd, when they planned this originally, try and make it line up a little better.
0: Yeah, it's not designed very well, is it? It really isn't. I mean, why are stores open when people are at work?
2: Yeah, I suppose that's true, too.
0: I mean, Now we have extended hours, right? But there are lots of places that are open the same hours that people are at work. So how do you get there?
2: It's true. It's very true. That's another one. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But yeah, when it comes to kids, I mean, every kid's parents are working. And assuming you're working the average workday of 9 to 5 makes it really tough. Again, it's just money that parents have to use or people that just seems just like the, an added yeah, the, stress. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely. I, I guess an eight an eight hour school day would be long for kids. And wouldn't that's it?
2: just it, I suppose. But what about like extending recesses or something, making it, I don't know. Breaking
0: it up a little better?
2: Yeah. I was actually reading that in France, school days are a full eight hours. Oh, really? Which is crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I was reading a bit about France and schooling though and how strict it is there. And apparently there are gates around most of the schools and And if you're late, even if it's like three minutes late, you then have to ring a bell to enter. You get escorted to the principal's office. They then scold you and send you to a room called permanence where you have to wait and you can't even go to your class early. You have to wait till the next class starts. Oh,
0: wow. So they don't mess around when it comes to... They do not. ...to being there on time. No. You know what could solve this problem, Sean? I'm just thinking of this as you brought it up. Like If if we move to a four-day work week, you could extend the school day. Because the, I mean, kids still need the same level, same number of hours of instruction, right? Yep. You can't sacrifice so a, that.
2: A four day school. A
0: four week. day school week, but longer days.
2: Mm-hmm. So. And I think I, because I was reading about different countries, I got going down a rabbit hole, and some countries actually do that. They really? do four day school weeks. Yeah, actually, a lot of them traditionally used to have Wednesday off for religious practice. In certain uh, European countries okay. and stuff too, um, but yeah, it would be four days and they'd extend it a bit more, and that does make more sense.
0: It would solve the problem. It would. Everyone would have a three-day weekend. Uh, it would solve the problem of of childcare. Nobody would miss out on any instruction.
2: Yeah, the problem I think also, though, as you said, is like attention span for kids. Eight yeah. hours extending it like that, you would. You'd have to make sure that there was more breaks and mm-hmm. that type of thing. But Although I mean
0: kids who go to like go to like a, a before school program or a You're daycare, right. then go to school, then go to an after school program yeah. or daycare are already doing this. this so is true. Yeah, it would just be a matter of like varying the day a little more for kids. For but sure. It would really really make things easier on parents who work, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. I just was like yeah, you have to put your kids in school. It you have to. But then parents are like, "Great. well, there's 2 hours at the end there, what are they what do we do with them?"
0: And you're probably not making that much money no. at the end if your kids are in daycare, right? You're like, "Oh, I'm working these last 2 hours yeah. for free." So Totally.
1: That would solve it all. We got it. VNS in 20 minutes or less. When we were
0: driving out to go camping on Friday, it was impossibly windy. It was so windy. And I had all of our camping gear in, tarped in the back of my truck. Oh, boy. And, like, dealing with that tarp in the wind, just a nightmare. Yeah. Trying to get it on. And then I had to stop a couple times on the highway to check, make sure the straps were secure and everything, and that... It was so windy that it. I thought it
2: kept... that stuff doesn't go anywhere, Beckler?
0: Oh, it didn't go anywhere, Shauna. Don't you worry. I gave her good. two slaps before we left. Made and I sure. said, that's good. not going anywhere. And it didn't. But it's still good to check. Okay. It's still best practices Safety to check. Because they do come loose sometimes in transit as mm. contents may have shifted.
2: That stuff's not going anywhere.
0: But it went nowhere. Where are you going? Good. Nowhere. Nowhere. But that nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. But it was so windy that, like. So I'm trying to get this tarp tucked back in, and then it kept like blowing up my shirt. Like the wind was I was it was blowing up my shirt and exposing my gut locker to all the passing traffic and I was like, This is insane. That's amazing. I don't even know how fast the wind was it was eighty kilometers an hour, ninety maybe, it was it was just nuts. Um, although we passed one yard where they had a wind sock up. Oh yeah. And I was like, It's probably a pretty good part of the world to be a wind sock, don't you think? For sure. That thing looked like it was having fun.
2: Well, we talked about just... the wacky inflatable men and how it's a great place to be one of those, too.
0: Yeah. No, they, they just go
2: buck wild. They They're having a, a blast. This like, wind was like, whoa, whoa. Right? Right? Yeah, like if there was a wacky inflatable man in other parts of the world, they'd be so sad looking in comparison. Whereas yeah. these ones are going buck, wow! They just are having a time. They're dancing. If you're a
0: windsock in a deep valley, well, where you're just like flaccid all the time, or like a
2: limp. flag, Aww. it's it's insulting to flags when they're just flaccid like that. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> Where's around here? Flags yourself are. Up. They're like. Like. Wah-hoo! Dude, you know hey, what country this is. Yeah. You
0: know where you are. You know. It's like the flag on the moon, just I'm sticking straight out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the hardest flag I've ever seen. <laughs> Holy man, settle down, flag. That was like this windsock. That's
2: <laughs> stiff as a breeze.
1: <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> just constant. Life is yeah. good. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast.
2: What is the greatest children's toy of all time for the summer?
0: The goat of summer toys. The goat
2: of summer toys. I asked this because when you were away last week, I got chatting about the inventor of the super soaker. And when I got thinking about it, I was like, I think that might be the greatest summer toy of all time. The super, super soaker. soaker. Think about it. Like it it it's really fun, okay? It shoots a long ass distance. You don't hurt people in the process, but it is a great way to cool yourself down when it's a nice warm summer day. Uh-huh. Super soaker. Like I
0: Are we picturing the same one? Yes, the, st- like the 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 OG one, the OG yellow plastic green yep. tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep.
2: Yeah. Now uh, I mean, there's variations now, and uh, again, that just adds to it. But yeah, yeah. I think the OG Super Soaker. Like, is there anything that beats that out as a better summer toy?
0: <sighs> hmm. I'm ass- okay. I'm assuming you mean like it has to be specific to the summer, because when we talked about the goat of toys, yes, I think we settled on ball, yeah, which was followed closely by
2: stick, right?
0: Stick and ball are
2: the stick and ball are uh, perennial
0: I- contenders and have been for. And I wanted to
2: move over to the summer because, I mean, there's just a little, uh, an extra addition to the summer stuff, right? Like things that are enjoyable in the summer weather. And again, there's just so many damn toys that we've got to narrow this down a little bit. So
0: ball is still pretty good in the summer, but I can't say ball. Not allowed to say ball.
2: No, I think we got to go a little different than that. Okay. We already did ball and stick. (laughs) Okay. They're still
0: pretty good. Still good. I thought rock I mean rock, don't don't discount rock.
2: Man, I was going hike I was hiking this past weekend and we were all picking up rocks. It was Throwing hilarious. Rocks. I was like, wow, you still fun. Just still find the Ooh, look at this one. <laughs> it's a rock. Still exciting though.
0: Uh, I thought about maybe like the slip and slide yes, or the, the water balloon. I was gonna
2: discuss, yeah, both of those, right? Because yeah. they're great. Slip and slide though, eh, prone to injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh the kiddie pool.
2: Right? What about
0: the fun. sandbox? sandbox is strong in the summer, too. But I think they all are, like, miles behind the bike. Oh, yeah. It's got to be bike.
2: hmm
0: Right? Like, what was better than right. biking in the, in the summer? Like, we were on our bikes every day uh-huh. all over the place. Yeah. Whereas, like, the super soaker was great. Mm-hmm. But it only made a few appearances during the summer on especially hot days. It wasn't like we were super soaking every single day of the year. Well, I was. You
2: were? Yeah. Although, again, it was very humid in the the summer in Ontario, so a little bit different, I think. It was just a great way to cool off. I was even thinking the sprinkler for that. Sprinkler is good, too. Running through the sprinkler, always great. But as you said, you know, here, when the weather is a lot of the time a bit cooler in the summer... I don't not, really want
0: to run through the sprinkler. And I don't really see it as an everyday type thing. Same with water balloon or liquid slide. They're special occasion things.
2: Is bicycle, though, a mode of transportation versus a toy?
0: That's where we could get sticky here. We
2: could get real sticky with that. Yeah. Because I agree. I guess if you're going to put bike in there, that bike would win. But yeah. let's say that that's transportation. Then would you? what would you put?
0: Depends. Depends like, how you define it.
2: Yeah. I mean, the sandbox is still one that... That's been around for a long time, right? Sandbox
0: is old. That's an old one. It's an old one.
2: And everybody has... There's all kinds of types. You can make it yourself. Just toss a bunch of sand in there. Kids still love
0: it. Yeah, I guess it depends if you count bike as as a toy or not. Mm -hmm. If it's not a toy... If it is a toy, then it's bike for sure. Yep. Not even close. Yep. If it's not a toy, then... Well, then we have more debating to do, don't oh, we?
2: Do we, that, <laughs> we could go all day. BNS in 20
1: minutes or less. So
0: last week, the uh, Liberal government gave us more details on how their ban on single-use plastics will proceed. Right. I don't know if you talked about this when I was away or I not, Shana, but But uh, the ultimate goal is to eliminate all SUPS single-use plastics by, by 2030. But they're starting with these six items. Grocery bags, straws, plastic can rings, cutlery food service wear made from problematic plastics, I'm not sure what that one means, uh, and stir sticks. And there are a few exceptions, but most of these things will be done in Canada by the end of the year. Right. So things will look a little different. Yeah. And, you know, I I get it. It's probably the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? Most of these items are sources of significant waste Yep. and waste that could probably easily be reduced, but it's going to take some getting used to still. Definitely. You and I have talked about the the, the grocery bags and how we miss, like, having... Yep. Good plastic grocery bags because we were using them for other things.
2: And unfortunately, paper straws just taste like paper, which I yeah. still like. Eh. Ugh, I'd rather no straw. No. Yeah. I kind of I'm like I'd actually just I don't need that at mm-hmm. all. I'm just going to say like, no, I'll take the lid off and just sip it because that straw just I don't want paper in my mouth.
0: Have you considered carting your you don't carry a purse, I guess. I, was gonna say, I don't carting your own straw. I around. know.
2: And that's what some people are doing now. So I should look into that. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of the way things feel in your mouth, well I was, you're starting to see some companies Weird, like okay. <laughs> sorry, continue. Some companies are like ahead of the curve on this, right? Like I saw a friend posted that bread bag tags like that clip the bread yep. bag together are now cardboard oh, instead of plastic. Oh interesting. And like that one just makes sense. Totally. Probably should have happened a while ago, right? Why does that need to be plastic? It doesn't. If it clips the bag shut, it's doing its job. Yep. Um but we were at McDonald's on the weekend. And McKenna ordered a hot fudge sundae, and it came with a cardboard spoon. Oh. A cardboard spoon. And let me tell you, didn't like the way that that felt in the old mouth there.
2: I feel like you're going to get a paper cut from that or something. Also, does it taste like straight cardboard?
0: You can taste it a little bit, but uh. the weirdest thing is that, like, and I get the willies thinking about it, your mouth doesn't slide off right. it properly. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when you wrap your lips around the spoon, and then you go to withdraw the spoon, Yes, it's kind of like... It sticks. It wants to take you Oh, Yo, that's Ugh, I don't like it. Ugh, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the feel of a plastic, a paper straw in my mouth. No. Don't like the feeling of. I just can taste salt. the
2: cardboard. Like I, I just, I can. That's the thing. I don't want it to affect the taste of things that I'm using yeah. this vessel with. You know, like if, if I'm paying for food, I want it to taste like that food, not like cardboard or paper. like
0: The thing that it came in. No. Came with. Yeah. The weird thing is, I think if you order a McFlurry at McDonald's, I think those still get plastic spoons. Oh. Because the spoon is part of the mixing right. process, right? They jam the whole spoon up in there. Yeah. And that's how they get, you know, your topping mm. to the bottom. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can justify it as not being a single use plastic thing right. because it's made, it's used in the creation of the dish.
2: Probably for now. And Eventually for now. they're just going to have to have a reusable stir thing and then they give you the disposable straw, oh. your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Then you get one of those cardboard spoons again. Don't like it, Shauna. Yeah, no. no. If I spend like $9 on a blizzard and then all I taste is cardboard, mm mm-mm. No. No. No.
0: And I don't like the way it feels in my schmutz. I know know that's a really soft thing to say. It's super
2: soft. We're going to just have to bring our own utensils. Yeah. It's going to happen. We're
0: going to have to have some sort of Swiss army knife with a straw and a
2: spoon. A
1: spork. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. A friend of mine is getting
2: married next month and he's waffling right now on whether he should have an open bar or a toonie bar. And he said his parents are actually open to pay for the open bar. They they would prefer that. But he was saying that the thing is he thinks it's just super wasteful.
0: It was yeah, like because people just take drinks and then they totally put them down somewhere and they're like, ah, oh, it's free, I'll go get
2: another one. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was interesting to hear that because I was like, well, I mean, if your parents are willing to pay for the open bar, then it's not a, like a cost thing. So why wouldn't you just go that route? Mm-hmm. But then when you think about it, it's true. I mean, how many... Empty drinks. Every time you don't have to pay for drinks, right? You go to the bathroom, you lose it. You're like, oh, I'll just go get another one. It's free. Yeah. Why not?
0: And nobody, I mean, nobody has ever been upset about a Toonie bar. No. At least not in the circles that I run. And maybe if you're, I if mean, if their parents are a little more, I don't know, upper crust, and they're like, it's it, it's frowned upon to charge your guests and for drinks. And that's what I think
2: it is. They uh, are a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, but again, his friends aren't. His friends are the opposite. Like his friends would be totally down with a toonie bar, and they're not upper crust. And I think everybody kind of respects that because it does it. I mean, it's still super cheap. It's hardly any money you notice, right? Right. It's like twenty bucks. You could have a
0: pretty good time.
2: Seriously. (laughs) Uh. So nobody's worried that way. But yeah, I just.
0: And I mean, weddings are already very expensive for the bride and groom. Yep. So so, like, if you can offset that cost a little. Why not, right?
2: On the other hand, I mean, he has a lot of people traveling a long way. Okay. And I also do understand, right? Like, if you can take that, again, it's not much money. It really is It's still isn't. adding a little bit. And then people have to, you know, find cash, I guess. And it maybe adds a little bit of inconvenience. Mm-hmm. But really, in the grand scheme, is it enough? I don't know. He was he was asking me, he's like, what what would you do? And I kind of was leaning toward the Toonie side of thing. But on the other hand, his parents are willing to pay. Parents, yeah. maybe want that as the presentation yeah. and people traveling then don't have to take out that extra
0: maybe and, if like, and cash doesn't change hands and stuff then which is nice yes. because it just it operates more smoothly right
2: that's it and sometimes with those venues like I've been where there isn't a, an ATM and yeah, like you have to point. walk across the street or something yeah. to go find an ATM so which hope, is a bit of a
0: hopefully it would say in the invitation then like Tooney Bar yeah right? true so you'd know to bring cash
2: the other option maybe would be just having a sign out that's good that says like can you just be mindful of your drinks? Let's try and not waste a bunch of booze. You know, like yeah. can you say that in kind of a funny way. Just I'm to...
0: wondering. Yeah, if, if you worded it properly, you could. Maybe. you could say it or have your MC mention it. Yeah. Like
2: yeah, just being like we're trying not to waste all kinds of booze. Like just it's it's environmentally it's, lonely this way. We're being very conscious. We're of being, the being conscious of the environment. environment.
0: <laughs> I don't like drink tickets, and I think we did drink tickets at our wedding. Because then you always wake up the next morning oh, yeah. with a bunch of drink tickets that you didn't use. Well, and you need someone to sell the tickets.
2: Fair. And then... Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the way that we, we did it. But again, if it's a Toonie bar, like, okay, so you wake up with 10 unused drink tickets in your pocket. I made a $20 donation to the wedding, to that's the couple, right? That's kind of
2: it too, right? So that's not too bad. No, not, Man, no, no.
0: after we cleaned up after McKenna's sister's <laughs> wedding, and yeah. it, it was an open bar. And uh, the, the booze that we poured out was... Staggering. I know. It was, we had pails and we just went around and poured all the drinks in so we could clean up and, oh, I can still smell it. You can, it was disgusting.
2: Oh, you should have just it was placed horrific. a bet with somebody. So Whoever loses the bet has to drink the, the stranger oh, no. danger pail like, of booze The King's day. Cup,
0: is that the drinking oh, game? Yeah. But, yeah. but at, on a grand scale, on a wedding scale.
2: Put it in a giant garbage bin. Small oh. town Saskatchewan,
0: so some of them have chew spit in them. Oh, and just, oh.
1: No. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
0: There was a story last week, and maybe you saw it, about how Calgary, and I'm sure many other places, are experiencing a lifeguard shortage right now. Yeah. It's causing issues with swimming lessons and recreation programming for the summer. And so, apparently, after these facilities were closed for the better part of two years, a lot of lifeguards just moved on, Mm -hmm. went and got different jobs. And then there haven't been new lifeguards being trained at the same rate because the facilities were closed. Right. So, there is a like a backlog of, of lifeguards in training right now.
2: Which is great for any kids who are looking for a part-time job because a lifeguard is a pretty damn good one.
0: I always thought it would because it, I heard it paid really well pays when we really were young. really well, yeah. McKenna was a lifeguard at the pool in her town. Um,
2: the problem also is, I think, the cost of courses, they were saying, especially as people were running a bit tighter in the last little bit. And it oh, does okay. cost, and you do have to do uh, quite a bit of training mm-hmm. beforehand, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are programs that will subsidize that. So, if you are interested in becoming a lifeguard, there are a lot of programs out there that will pay for it for you too. So.
0: That's good to know because yeah. we uh, we do need them. We do. I mean, some of these programs, like swimming lessons, are difficult to get into already. Yep. And And the fact that there are reduced instructors and lifeguards and now yeah. it's even more of a crunch. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listing and you're younger, yeah, yeah, like Shauna said, maybe consider being a lifeguard. It's a good job. It's a good. Not that they need the help because lifeguards are often quite attractive. But yeah. do you think we could help, Shauna? Of, of think, course we can. You think we could make lifeguarding sexy? sexy? Ooh. If you're having trouble by yourself, I could jump in.
2: Ooh. Oh, I've got a lot of experience. I'll give you mouth to mouth and then I'll pump it. Your chest, that is.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Jacket. Put on a life jacket. <laughs>
2: oh, it's raised. Oh, it's way up. My lifeguard chair, that is.
0: <laughs> so I can see better. Ooh. One short blow is to get your attention. One long blow and you'll have to get out and dry off.
2: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. oh. <laughs> Don't panic. Just lie on your back and relax. Then I'll give you the PFD. Mm.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh. The b and 20 minutes or less podcast.
0: I think... Being a lifeguard would be a good job, depending on where you were working.
2: Yes, in Ontario, it would be awesome. It's hot out. I yeah, and the summer is consistently humid. Like even if it's pouring rain there, you still ninety-nine percent of the time have it like warm, humid rain. Yeah, which means that you don't get freezing. But yeah, like here, I don't know if it'll be so good.
0: Outdoor pool would be better than an indoor pool. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um,
2: But but in the outdoors. Yeah, like here when it rains, it's cold. It is. And, know, a...
0: McKenna said like it was great when it was warm out when they were growing up, mm-hmm. but sometimes they'd be out there in the rain and kids would still want to swim. And as long as there wasn't like lightning, they could. You're right. So that would be kind of miserable. He'd have to teach swim lessons in the rain or. Yeah.
2: Um, I've even thought that about, you know, I always thought it would be cool to be like a snowboard instructor. But I was like, yeah, until you're supposed to be still instructing and it's minus.
0: Yeah, probably out there regardless of the conditions, hey? Totally.
2: I I guess, I mean, it's a bit different because people would probably cancel their lessons, I guess, if it was too cold. But, like, a lot of them are, you know, you have kids' camps and stuff, and or or Mm -hmm. you're racing, no matter what the temperature is, you're still racing. Yeah, like, that's true.
0: I also think it would be if you were a lifeguard at a very busy place, it'd be stressful. Yeah, like if you were at a pool or a water park where it was packed or a very busy beach, true, and like you kind of. You know, there's always the risk that somebody could be drowning.
2: You know where the most uh, fun is? Vegas. The <laughs> things that you see as a lifeguard in Vegas pools.
0: You probably also have to be ready to save people quite often, Totally. Right? Drunks and...
2: Oh yeah, but uh, we, I think we've talked before about when I was in the pool in Vegas and there was a lifeguard that was just constantly blowing her whistle because there were two people that, well, it looked to be just going at it in the pool. How many toots on the whistle is quit rinsing? And she was laying on it. She was just like, are you kidding? And eventually she got out of her chair and had to go over. Like, yeah, because everyone else knew who this whistle was for. We were all like, what are you doing? They were uh, a little involved. Yeah. The, uh,
0: I know at, like, the, at the West Edmonton Mall water park, they, they'll blow the whistle to get your attention because it's such a big pool. Right. And then they have all these hand signals that they do. Oh. But I don't work there and don't know what your hand signals mean. Right. So... Yeah. Like I get you. (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to say to me. I'm doing something wrong. Not sure what it is. Yeah. Gonna go back to doing it. Yep. I think yeah. If you could be like a lifeguard on a quiet beach in a really warm place, oh, that'd be nice. Glorious. Be good job.
1: Yep. the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I
0: don't have your music. I'm sorry. That's okay. My
2: fault. Uh, I was thinking about this recently. Uh, you know how people will say cheddar, meaning money. Yes. I was trying to figure out where that came from. I was like, why? Why did that become a slang? So I looked it up, and this came to be at the end of the Second World War, when a lot of Americans were on welfare. So part of the welfare package was this big lump of cheese that you would get. So you'd get this cheese and that was that meant you received your benefits
0: kind of like your cheese ration your for cheese them.
2: ration essentially and so it's kind of a form of currency in that way and we went on and started using that to mean money as well mm, okay because it did mean like your benefits essentially uh so that was kind of interesting i was like i had no idea that was a thing uh, and then in looking into that i got thinking about the other slang for money and then i thought of the term bones like bones we talk yep. about bones so that comes from it's a mobster term So to become an established mobster, the story goes that you'd have to commit this significant murder of sorts, and that meant making one's bones. They'd say you need to make your bones. Okay. So we then again extended that to the financial side of things, where, again, form of currency, bones into money.
0: That one's dark. Yeah. (laughs) That one's really dark.
2: Yeah, super weird. I also didn't know that that was a... A mobster term, making one's bones. I didn't know if that's what that meant. Because when you watch mobster movies and stuff, right, it's always like you have to do something to get into...
0: Yeah. So you kill someone, you turn them into bones, and then you are then on the payroll of yeah. the organization? You have it made is. your bones? You've
2: made your bones. Hmm. Oh, so, well, there you go. Okay. Uh, and then I got thinking about the simplest form of what we, like, bucks. It's like when you say a couple of bucks yeah. instead of dollars and where that came from. And I don't know if I'm the last human on earth to realize that, but that's from one... We used to actually use buckskins as currency.
0: Well, that's going way back then. Hey? Way
2: back, and that's why we say bucks is because back then that was what we used to trade for things—is literal buckskins. It's that simple, hey? It's that simple, and yeah. so now we say, "Hey, you know, a couple bucks," and it was all back from that. Yeah, so. I
0: guess back when animal pelts were incredibly, yeah, incredibly valuable, right?
2: But I'd never thought of that, and I, I mean, I say bucks all the time, and I never thought of why.
0: Yeah, yeah how about I fifty bucks?
2: Fifty bucks. Literal buckskins. Buck skins. Back then, that's how you do it.
0: Did you come across the etymology of the slang term for money, Skrilla, in your travels? Well... Skrilla.
2: Scrilla. I mean, I think that that's just for a hip-hop term. It's, originally, it's fairly new school, but, you know.
0: American?
1: There you go. <laughs>
0: etymology with Shauna.
1: The VMS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
0: Friend of the show, Mark, uh, sent me this product that I... Well, Wanna say I don't know it existed, but I didn't know it existed like this. Okay. Um it's a wig for your vagina.
2: Why is that <laughs> I'm sure I'm showing you the phone right I now. I don't even wanna uh, what comes is in that? Several uh, colors and shapes. You can match your hair colored your
0: This I mean this one on the jean wig This one on the left is very red. I wow, say, that I call is called that one. That's the, the, a
2: fiery beast down there that's for
0: the sure. Leaf I think. Okay, yeah. And then over here, this one's very dark that's and thin. The fire ant. Look Oh, this one look how look how thin and wispy it is. is, like it, it, is that gray? No, I think it's black. Oh, okay. That's like <laughs> describe that's like the pit hair of a teenage boy, like a very okay, And these for, are wigs for your for your Sin Cave for your sin, cave. sin Cave wig,
2: yeah. Okay. A yeah. wig for your wigwam. That's right. The right. actual so the actual term
0: for a a pubic wig is a merkin, and okay. it has served a purpose in the past. Like they they were traditionally used by prostitutes, um, who had to like
2: what to just keep it warm down there. Or
0: I think like they would shave for cleanliness, and then they'd put, put different the time, ones that patch like it up it would and wash it off, and to, to be shaved. Oh I my think God. so. Okay, um, mm. so that's kind of convoluted. You have to think of like the the style at the time just for eat. that to make sense and then in, in modern days i think actors will sometimes use them if Just you have for to do different it,
2: shapes and sizes you know you can switch it up for different roles and,
0: there's that yeah okay and if you if you have to be in a you know in a scene where you're nude mm-hmm. but don't want to show everything then you can put this little like wig on and then technically it's not really you that everyone is seeing so it's like
2: a skirt for your
0: yeah, it's like, sand it's, like that's it's a beard
2: for your bearded dragon. Sandwallet is what it skirt. Is. Okay, strands for your sin caves. Yeah. Okay.
0: Toss one of these things on your whisker biscuit. These ones
2: are thirty dollars. A fringe for your front fanny.
0: Ooh. <laughs> they're they're available. So I, this clothing company, House of Eleven. I think it's these two sisters that were on Ninety Day Fiance, and no, they're okay. selling this. So for thirty bucks, you could have your own.
2: Panty hamster hair. <laughs>
0: that's right for everyone. That's right. Okay. Extra hair for your panty I don't know who uh, on earth would wear one of these. I not me. Who Wasn't an actor or a prostitute. Like
2: hair for your hand, burglar. <laughs> just, Im- <laughs>
0: <laughs> just imagine you're like.
2: Is this fake? Oh my! Is this a wig? I just. Can I pet it? <laughs> you just touch that. Is that but, cool or? But why?
1: Just, but why? Curls for your crotch jacuzzi. <laughs> VNS in 20 minutes or
0: less. You've been to plenty of sporting events, Shauna. plenty of live sports. Yeah. I think from hockey to NFL football to Japanese baseball to Yeah. You've seen it all, haven't you? So maybe you A- can answer you. this question for well for my son Bo. Okay. He was asking me the other day, what sport is the most fun to go to go see? He's like which which if you're going like which is the best one to go see? And I was like,
2: "Good question." Um...
0: I have my opinion, but I want to see if you agree.
2: That's a really tough question. I mean, NFL games are just such a spectacle that, and there's so much going on all the time, Mm -hmm. that maybe that, I mean, it depends what you're looking for, though. Like, I have a personal preference, and I love going to watch Blue Jays games, or baseball games as a whole. Yep. And I think that's just because of, I mean, it's, it's a little more chill, so you have time to go walk around and explore, if you'd like, on top of that, you know, the... Just sitting in the sunshine in the ballpark is glorious and being outdoors, I love. So any of the outdoor stadiums which are most of them. And mm-hmm. so that's my personal opinion. Would be baseball? Yeah.
0: Yeah, baseball is so much. I just love chilling at a baseball game. It's not the most, like, intense sport to and watch. And that's just but... it. As a
2: kid, that is not what you'd want more. Like, right. a, a, again, an NFL game for them would be awesome because there's... So much going on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the flyovers, and then the stadium is just so loud, and everybody's chanting, and there's just a lot going on all the time. So,
0: Yeah, I said I thought maybe a football game just because, well, one, it only happens once a week during the season. So yeah. everyone's pretty cranked for a football game. Definitely. There's a bit more energy in a, in a building oh, yeah. than there is for a baseball game, right? Or even, like, a regular season hockey game. Yeah. Um, I told him that if you can get close, watching an NBA game is a lot of fun. Oh, that would be cool. Because they're just... They're such freaks, right? Yep. Like, they're so big. It's so cool. In the to best see way, yes. That athleticism up close. Totally. Yeah. So, if you can get down low for an NBA game. That would be
2: cool. I've never done that, but that would be amazing.
0: Yeah. So, those, I mean, those might be two, my two answers. Yeah.
2: I yeah. think. That's why, yeah, I think I'd probably say NFL, in an NFL game. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right.
0: It is a. A Spectacle. production, isn't it? There like... is
2: so much money that is invested in every aspect. It's not just about what's happening on the field. In fact, it's less about that and I think more about everything else, right? The
1: B&S 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
2: I don't know if you saw this, Beckler, but the Blue Jays lead the majors in ejections this year.
0: Again? <laughs> Don't they often lead the majors in ejections? Well,
2: I don't, yeah, but it's, uh, particularly, but players, managers, and coaches included, they have eight so far. The next highest team has four. Okay. Uh, and the Jays' batting coach was ejected before the game even started on Wednesday. <laughs> I saw this. Yeah. So Martinez essentially went up to the ump before the game to talk about the previous night's game, when the umpire only called sixty-two percent of the calls correctly, I believe.
0: In terms of balls and strikes. In terms of balls and strikes. Yeah, because like fans will put together like the report card, right? Yeah. Of where the pitches land and how they were called. Yeah. Sixty-two percent. That's ooh. That's
2: rough. Super low. That's a bad night. Now it was consistent between both teams, so it's not like the Jays had a uh, more of a disadvantage. You know, it was pretty consistent. It's just still a b- bad yeah, night for an ump.
0: Expect an ump to miss a few close ones, right? That are framed properly for by sure. a catcher or yeah,
2: but. Yeah. That's bad. So, so Martinez didn't <laughs> like that, made made some sort of contact with the umpire, apparently, and then was ejected. Before the game. Very few coaches have ever managed to do that. It's pretty impressive. But, I mean, again, he was a bit upset by the inaccuracies. So. Yeah.
0: I can see why. Mm-hmm. 62%. Yikes. It's a beautiful night at the ballpark where we've seen some questionable calls from this crew of officials. First pitch low and way outside. That that was called a strike, Buck. That was a strike? Yep. Well, of course, the umpire does have a better vantage point than we
2: do. Here's the 0-1 pitch. That one right down the pipe for strike two? Uh, no. That was called a ball. What in God's name? If you close one eye and use your imagination a little bit, you can kind of see where he's coming from. Here's the 0-2
0: pitch. A wild one way up into the netting. (laughs) And that was called a strike.
1: Well, I just don't know what to say. Balls are strikes. Up is down. Cats and dogs are getting married.